0: now and then i'll get to where i think things are going yeah. uh but in terms of the now you are talking just because the way you're talking about like sales and marketing and how they don't usually get along and, and i think when you're creating content of any kind one of the considerations once you know your audience is also to know where they are meeting them where they are and when people talk about the sales you know funnel where are they in the journey because your your story may be different when you're getting them awareness than when they're considering yes or no to buy and so you know and usually you can have more time the longer you've gotten them engaged. But I have a really easy answer for what I believe is the future in terms of engagement. And to me, you know, I, I, I've been repeating this a lot, which is everyone says, you know, that content is king. And I go, Yeah, but everyone knows it's the woman, the queen that runs everything. So who is the queen? And I say, Well, content is king and engagement is queen. <laughs>
1: Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. Look, I am excited. First of all, the summer is here. We've had this Arizona-like heat in Chicago, and it's about time because I'm tired of the cold weather. I'm trying to get a little bit more tan, so I've been out in the sun. I've done my exercise for the day. I'm super excited uh, about my guest But if you want to keep seeing amazing leaders, amazing influencers, you know what you got to do. Subscribe to the YouTube page at YouTube at CV. That is Cody Vernon space K Kelly. Also go to the website, www.cvnkglobal.store, where the best fitness supplements are. I got a couple with me. Best pre work on the market. Super power. Get today. I also released this summer Meta Manla and Warrior Thirst. And for those stressful times, you know what we have for you? No worries. Designed for that anti-anxiety formula. Connect with me, Instagram at CVMK33, and on the business page at CVMK underscore global TikTok at Globe. And with that being said, I'm going to tell you about my guest. So, you know, I saw him. I'm connected to a few channels that, you know, refer guests, and they have their qualifications listed out. Uh, And I, you know, peruse through it every now and then and try to see, you know, who do I really want to connect with, who voice I think really needs to be highlighted and heard. So I came across Profile and I was interested. I was like, oh, TEDx speaker, you know, because I think TEDx is kind of like the forum of um, this would be Mars Hill if this was the year, you know, 30 uh, AD or 50 AD <laughs> or, or or the Pantheon or something like that. You know, it's, it's a very just amazing platform and forum where they bring on thought leaders to really discuss various topics. Had the opportunity myself to do TEDx Linux Village, smaller kind of TEDx uh format and whatnot and it was really cool and even though it was during covid so i had to do it digitally and on a screen like this but you know still the opportunity so i wanted to connect with him share his story his insight uh and the amazing just work that he does so with that being said please welcome jeffrey jeffrey how are you doing today
0: i'm great cody thanks so much for having me uh
1: really appreciate being here no no problem the, the pleasure is all mine look i i um and jealous you got to stand <laughs> you got to stand on stage you know the real stage with on the, the, the real red dot
0: background, right <laughs> and
1: with the with the tedx background and everything walk me through the experience how did you get there how did you land the op and then what was the feeling like when you know like i'm about to be in front of the people not just in the auditorium but the millions that are going to see this presentation to follow
0: it was great. So I'm very lucky in a couple different ways. In terms of my journey, so I've done a lot of presenting, you know, as part of my job, and even when it wasn't part of my job. Um, and I I developed over time, a, a passion of sharing the message of the power of story. So that was something I, I started to talk about more and more and wanted to start to kind of uh, bring it into a format that I could share with people and they would be able to get something from it. And yeah, I've been a big fan of TED for a long time, and and there's all these amazing um, presentations that people are sharing, and I've watched tons of them. And I'm like, I want that, to, that, 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 I want to, I want to see if I can share my piece. Uh, at the time, I looked for different opportunities, and there was two that came up that were kind of, kind of local. I'm from Philadelphia, and the Philly uh, TEDx was kind of defunct. So I was like, oh, it's mm-hmm. a shame I can't do one in my local town. So I looked in one. Um, in the Jersey shore and one in, in the Lehigh Valley, which is where I ended up doing it, the one in the shore, they had just were about to do there. So there was no opportunity and I applied. And so I'm, I'm sure you may have gone, every TEDx is slightly different, but I applied and um, yep. how many I don't know I was, they then narrow it down and they do an interview and then they narrowed it down and they yep. talk some more and then they finally, so um, it was a process. But what I was really happy about was, um, the woman who was in charge of the TEDx was really uh, keen to take whatever you were doing, make sure you had some sort of message and then try and elevate it to make it worthy of her stage uh, of the, of the conference. And so I had an idea, uh, and, but it wasn't fully formed. (laughs) And the process working with her really took something that I thought was pretty good to much, much better. Um, and then the process going, I, I was also lucky when I got, um, to the TEDx and I saw who else was on the other, there five other presenters. I actually knew one of them, um, just happened to be a woman named Jem Groover. This was her second TEDx um, and she had been on my podcast mm. and just a phenomenal person. So I think that put me at ease a little bit about, oh wait, I know someone and, um, but I went through kind of my ritual, you know, whether it be from some essential oils to the playlist beforehand, Uh, but the real work happened beforehand before i got there practicing and really knowing it in a way uh that would hopefully and then the adrenaline kicks in when you when you go out on a stage and i love being on stage uh in front of people you feed off them and so i got there and i'm feeling really good and then when that first reaction that you're hoping for comes and you get the laugh or you get. Then it just propels you, and so for me, uh, I even got a laugh somewhere I didn't think I was gonna like. I wasn't expecting a laugh, mm-hmm. um, and so it was for me. I felt really uh, fortunate and very grateful for that opportunity. And and the other thing is, it it, it's, it lives on. So it's you know out there now, and people see it. And I feel really good about the message I shared, and it continues to be as as a, a a professional speaker. You know, I've I've taken a good chunk of from my TEDx, but I've also I'm a, you know, a continuous learner. So I keep trying to find ways to improve the delivery. Um, I just did a training program with the incredible uh, Amy and Michael Port, heroic public speaking. They're phenomenal. Um, And so it's always about trying, you know, to, to sharpen that blade um, to be even better. But it was, it was a great experience. uh, And I feel like I just keep building on it.
1: I agree. I, uh, you had me, Thinking and reminiscing back uh, mm-hmm. to my little experience, uh, first of all, you have to apply. You know, I, I thought like right. I thought like there was just like a TEDx recruiter that was going around and going on LinkedIn <laughs> and just like snatching people. I was like, that's how they find it. And then, you know, you have to actually apply uh, to be there. And then you have to send in basically a, a two minute video of how the speech would kind of work. And then they review it and then you got to send in the written form of it, you know. So that is interesting to write it out uh, because depending on how you present, um, if you're more of a improvisational speaker or free uh, you know, for me, you know, growing up in church, I, uh, 98% of that is, imp- I don't mean like improvisational, but it's like, it's not as scripted, right? So um, that was interesting
0: trying to develop that. Uh, I, and I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Freestyle Love Supreme. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Broadway show that's all improv, hip hop. It's phenomenal. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda was one of the oh. co-creators of it before Hamilton, um, and one of the co- the other co-founder Anthony Venziali, um, did a TED talk that was improvised. Um, and it was, and he's, I mean, he's just amazing. And, and he had slides, he didn't know, like they just put up slides and he had to make it fit into the theme. So um, yeah, he had some skills there and he's, he's just phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I didn't leave much for improv. And and so, uh, cause I thought, you know, I don't wanna, and I think there's there's a difference between, um, and we talked about this in some of the speaker training, you don't ever wanna win a speech. I agree that you don't want to win the speech. You can know it well enough to, and have it scripted enough, and then make some tweaks and choices in the moment based on reactions and based on things. Um, so, I, but I, but I think it's you know it's the skill of uh, improv is is phenomenal, and uh, I would say I dabble a tiny bit when when I have the opportunity, but uh, I'm not I'm not confident enough to just riff in some of the ways <laughs> I see some of these artists do. Um, but it's fun. It's fun to just get up there and, and yeah, it's it's an experience. People are all watching you, which you know they joke about public speaking being the biggest fear. You know, even more than death. Um, for me, I just happen to be one of those. It sounds like you who you know, I get a buzz from it, uh, and and I think it's because I I see it as an opportunity to have an impact. Yeah, and that's 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 you know when you believe in what you're doing and sharing with people, and you can see that it can actually impact them and what they're doing. It makes all the difference.
1: I agree. I, I think all impact purpose um, when it's a purpose-driven decision that helps with the uh, anxiety behind it because you know, like mm-hmm. the goal isn't to win the best speech award, right. as you <laughs> mentioned. You know, I don't want that placard. Um, the goal, I'll take it. You'll take it. The goal is the great. Sometimes you don't want to give it to me. right? You know, I'll graciously accept it. Not that it's not cool, not that if somebody's like, Man, I really enjoyed it, it's just that, you know, it wasn't. It's not the impactful, primary,
0: not the primary you know. reason you do it.
1: So I, I I totally agree. I think the, the other thing is um I've never met someone who is to me fantastic at speaking in whatever format that they do it, that doesn't have this equally pushing idea or fear that you know you're gonna forget everything. Like I always say, like it, it's crazy. The biggest fear I have is like, I'll forget my name. You know, like in the moment, like I'll just be like, yeah, my name is, um." all right, guys. That's all I got. Like, you know, like just this, this thing that this ultimate, you know, failure that yet somehow pushes you to do it because it's like, no, I have this. And this internal dialogue is really the challenge that you have to have. Yeah,
0: I think, again, one of the things I remind myself is that when you're giving a, a speech, no one really knows your speech. So if you mess up, they don't know you messed up. Um, right. So you got to kind of roll with it. And sometimes um, it's, it's okay. Uh, but I do believe you mess up less and you have less anxiety. If you are prepared, if sure. you put in the work ahead of time to really know it, um, it doesn't mean that the, the nerves aren't there. Cause I know right. speakers of all shapes and sizes, super successful still have that. Even, you know, performers, there's something, but they, they, they're able to chat. The good ones are able to channel it and use that energy in in a way to make their performance or their, their speech better. And that's what I'm always shooting for. That's true. That's true. Well, let's change, let's change. uh, Yeah. You know, tell me about
1: your business, right? Your, your strategy. I, I would say that to be a good speaker, you have to have something to speak about and that area is usually their work that they're dedicated to and pretty much they're relating the conversation that they have internally to you they're communicating the Monday through Friday right <laughs> in a manner that you can receive it right without experiencing so tell me about that business strategy for you
0: yeah and mine is very um intentional you know some people may speak on a topic and it's not exactly aligned with what they do and, and but there's usually some sort of um crumbs of, of, you know alignment for me it's right on point so i i speak about the power of story and visual communication and i produce visual storytelling as my day job so for me it's about uh how how it all comes up to the of what do we trying to do as human beings we're trying to connect with people and the best way to connect is by having effective communication and I believe that story is the best way to do that. And visual stories are the best way to tell stories. So what I do is I help I produce video and animation to try and craft that story for that business to help them share their message with the people that matter, their audience. So it's nice that they're aligned in that way. And so when I work with clients, I'm always thinking about, well, you know, what's the right story? Who's your audience? What do they care about? And then how do you connect the dots?
1: Do you think that, visual and uh animation or storytelling for organizations Mm -hmm. right is Mm um i won't say effective but is it is it is it a is it a challenge because it seems like
0: what's up i'm super
1: pumped just got done with another workout it's your boy cdmk 33 connected on instagram and on the business page of CDMK underscore global you know i get through it you know i get that pump look (laughs) best pre-workout on the market, www.seasonklobal.store. There's the LinkedIn audience, and maybe Mm -hmm. that's a different audience, and that is, not that maybe it isn't, but it is a different audience than the consumer audience, right? Like, the LinkedIn audience is, you know, the business owners, the Mm -hmm. management and up, uh, trying to relate their information. But if they're trying to tell their story, they're telling it to the prospect, and the prospect at the most base level is a consumer. Does the prospect see the animation as a way to uh, gain insight and information, or do they see the animation as a form of entertainment
0: and therefore you get trapped under the entertainment guys? So I'm going to unpack that a little bit. Cause you have some, a, a yeah. couple different things there um, in terms of communicating your message. I, no matter what context, so whether it's on LinkedIn or whether it's a B2B brand or a B2C brand, sharing a story is going to still be effective. Now, one distinction I want to point out is like, so I would say, and the science behind shows us that it's, you're going to have a better chance of people understanding what you do, what your value is, and remembering what it is you are offering. If you take those facts and figures, features and benefits, and wrap them in a story, so it's not an either or. You either tell a story or you tell them the information. It's a matter of you know uh, combining the two. Because but when you just share information, you're not connecting with people in a way that's going to make them interested in what you're doing or remembering what it is. That's that's what's all the all the studies have shown. In terms of animation specifically, because you may, there's an argument people might make saying, well. Yeah, I could see doing video on LinkedIn, but animation I, I don't think would work because it's not professional. Or um, and I would say all you need to do is is think about well, did you enjoy watching that? Um, and looking, you know, there's a trend in in, in commercials to do animation. Now that's consumer based, but as you said, we're humans, so we're looking for pattern uh, interrupts, you know, disruption to the feed. You know, we're feeding whether it's LinkedIn or any other social media platform we are all suffering from what I call infobesity. There's so much information. You need to find a way to break the pattern so someone will stop and pay attention. I think animation still has that opportunity because it's different. So not many people are using animated videos on LinkedIn. And I think if it's done properly, it can be super effective because people are like, wait, what, 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 this isn't supposed to be here. And then the, you know, if you capture their attention, because that's what we're trying to do, you know, capture that fleeting attention that everyone, you know, humans continue to diminish every year, how much attention we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a pattern disrupt like an animated video can really help to get people. Now, in terms of the story you're telling, you asked about like, is that going to be an entertainment? So I believe, and the kind of content that I produce is what I like to refer to as edutainment. Edutainment. So it's a, edutainment. Ina Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, not my. Uh, I wish I had invented the word, but uh, sadly, it was already yeah. there. Um, but it, it captures my my sensibility, which is yes, you need to capture their attention, and there's an element of that where you need to entertain people. You know, you need to give them a reason that uh, attention, you know, grabbing, keeping their attention. But you can't just entertain them and go, do you know, song and dance if you're not providing the value of what you have to offer and how you help. And a lot of that is, you know, when you start talking about, well, consumers and versus LinkedIn people, you know, I have something I developed called the 11th commandment, know thy audience. So it's really important to understand who is your audience and what do they care about? What's their pain? What's keeping them up at night and making sure that the story you're sharing about how you help people with your product service starts there with what it is that's going to help them. Because if you don't tap into what's important to them, they're not going to pay attention. They're going to move on. So it's a combination of cooking them just enough to say, "Hey, are you suffering from? Are you? Do you have this problem?" I'm like, yeah, I do have that problem. Great. Here's how we can help, and here's how it'll you know change things. So like it's, it. you, it's, hit, it's, yeah. you hit up on a couple
1: of things, I, and I have to unpack because entertainment yeah. is 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 a work. So Pine and Gilmore's Experience Economy, this word starts popping up, edutainment, right? This escapism through the art of education, which is a form of entertainment. Um, But then you mentioned something called infobesity. And I've I've never heard it. I've described it. I said it was just too much. There's too much data out there, right? But I think you really nailed it on the head. It's almost to the point that the data has become gluttonous. And we're trying to distinguish between what are or what is good calorie data and what is bad calorie data? How, how, when you're talking about that 11th commandment, uh, obviously, you know, LinkedIn, and I don't even know. And this is, is, (laughs) I don't even know if LinkedIn has the same, obviously that we think LinkedIn has still the same standards, but the more and more I see on LinkedIn, it's slowly becoming Instagram. It's just nobody is taking their shirt off and posting a photo, right? Like, that's really the only <laughs> barrier between the two. I feel like it's like it still has this element, but it's slowly becoming more social because business tainment, right? Business is a form of social activity. So here we go. How do you pierce? And, and, and connect with the audience so that they don't feel like this is this is just added calories.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think, again, I, I referenced it a second ago, which is speaking to what it is they care about. Yeah. So that in the business context, so not saying, oh, do you care about you know chocolate ice cream? No, that's not going to be something that's going to matter to them uh, within the business context. So if you have a product or service that's going to help them with Productivity is an example. And, you know, are you finding yourself busy but not productive? Um, we can help you with our new system of blah, blah, blah. So I think it's it's about capturing that, you know, attention because, yeah, infobesity, which, again, sadly I did not coin that phrase, uh, it was, it's been used, but it's a synonym for information overload. There's more information being created as we speak than ever before. The acceleration of what we're doing um, is phenomenal and overwhelming. And so how do we cut through the noise that we're trying to do eat those good, you know, business calories, as you like to say. And I think it's about a story because story will help people enable them to, to get their attention. You know, when people are told a story, there's a rise in cortisol and that's the fight flight or fight hormone. So it actually is telling your brain, Hey, someone's telling you a story, pay attention. So already you're, getting them to pay attention. And in terms of making sure that once you've got their attention, you're not losing it by being frivolous, by being not, not addressing what it is that matters to them. And so that story has to be helping them along the journey to understanding you've got a problem and we can help you. And here's how. So I think it's about understanding if you know the audience, you know, our are certain kinds of people that are on LinkedIn, you know, you can do targeting in, in certain ways. Um, but then once you know who they are, then you craft a story, knowing, you know, reverse engineering the story based on how you help people, how you serve people to solve the problems that they have. And if you're addressing that, they're going to pay attention. And then if you, if they're like, Oh my God, this is what the impact it can have if I work with someone, that's that you're in.
1: I like it. I like it. Knowing how to address that specific entity's pain, right, yep. and not assuming that just because they're similar that they share the same, you know, pathology of pain. That everyone's pain is unique and creating a story for that. So people might see your work as disruptive. They might see your work as replacement in some aspect from the marketing standpoint. Uh, where do you see the future? of business going because you know these 15 to 30 second you know clips is driving the conversation Mm -hmm. and when you're you have a business and let's take traditional business models where there's a sales side and then there's a Mm -hmm. marketing side and like any traditional business the sales and the marketing really don't collaborate that well uh (laughs) and here you are saying i can take Their initial effort
0: and capsulize it. Mm -hmm. Where is the future going? I'm going to answer that in two different ways. Um, One is about the now, and then I'll get to where I think things are going. Uh, But in terms of the now, you're talking just because the way you're talking about like sales and marketing and how they don't usually get along. and, And I think when you're creating content of any kind, one of the considerations, once you know your audience, is also to know where they are, meeting them where they are. And when people talk about the sales, you know, funnel. Where are they in the journey? Because your your story may be different when you're getting them awareness than when they're considering yes or no to buy. And so, you know, and usually you can have more time the longer you've gotten them engaged. But I have a really easy answer for what I believe is the future in terms of engagement. And to me, you know, I, I I've been repeating this a lot, which is everyone says, you know, that content is king. And I go, yeah, but everyone knows it's the woman, the queen that runs everything. So who is the queen? And I say, well, content is king and engagement is queen. Because you can have great content, but if it's not engaging your audience in ways that you want it to, no one's going to care. So it's about getting there, you know, making sure that they're engaging with it in a meaningful way. And I think that's part of the reason why stories are effective and why visuals are effective, because they have higher levels of engagement. Based than other alternative things. With that said, and I, I want to lean into this, and I haven't um, unfortunately had as much time. I've dabbled a, a little bit. To me, what's the future is because again we have short term bands and the need to be self-interested is interactive video. I think that's what's going to develop because it enables people to be the ones navigating their journey so that when someone comes to look at, and I'll use a bank as an example, they come to the bank and they watch a video. You have an ad for a bank and it's like, hey, welcome to Acme Bank. You know, What are you interested in? It's like mortgage, auto insurance, you know, deposit account and then you they are the ones making the decision and then getting new content based on that and so you have these branching trees that enable them to the choose your own adventure uh of interactive video along with pop-ups that they can click the ability for people to actually engage with the video i think is going to be where the future ends up so that it can be personalized even further so that it will enable people to take the journey and the sales and marketing function will integrate into your experience Mm. of exploring what it is you may do. And I, and, and I've seen a few interactive videos and, and they, they are just, they, they're telling the story and you want to keep going because they, they have these little cliffhangers of, of You're Like, Oh yeah, I do want to know more about that. Or, and I don't care about that. I care about this. And so it takes you along connecting your dots to where you want to go.
1: I like it. And I've never interacted video. I have, I've only, I have never heard of it from a business standpoint. I've only heard of it from an entertainment standpoint mm-hmm. uh, because video games tried to go down this path. Uh, a Batman, I'm a huge video gamer. And basically they created the, I think it's Arkham Asylum Two, where instead of it being on storyline, each decision had its own path and you yeah. had to decide between a, B and C. And then that would unfold other sequences of events um, uh, so I've never seen it in the business, you know, because what's crazy is that
0: Well, the I'm, told you, I'm giving, you know, giving a few, uh, look into the future. I think that you haven't <laughs> seen much of it yet, but you're going to, especially when you think about, yeah. you know, virtual reality and the metaverse and things like that, where it's immersive and then people want to have control or at least the illusion of control yeah. Yeah. when they're engaging in, you know, connecting with the brand. That's why I think it's going to really take off. It may be, you know five years out until some of the um adoption of some of these technologies but it, i think it can be used today effectively and really help people um and it's something that i'm looking to get more into as i as i go on i like it my last
1: question i appreciate your time and being here um uh, would you say um that entertainment is a foreshadow for business and the reason why i say this is because even when we think of sports and how franchises are run, salary increases, uh, the conflict that exists within organizations. It almost seems like entertainment is 20 years ahead of business, but business is slowly creeping up to that because at the end of the day, entertainment is business, right? So, so, and and this might be a little bit nuanced. Can we admit that this entertainment field is just a overview of what's happening on wall street
0: here's how i'd answer it i right. think that because of the nature of that industry it has enabled innovation in some ways that certain industries certainly are slower um so i would say that in some of the ways that entertainment is pushing the boundaries because they're entertainment they're not serious business they're enabled to kind of push things in a way that maybe insurance wouldn't, you know, or you know, law might not, and anything regulatory, you know, is definitely going to be slower. Um, that being said, I think there there are other industries beside and within industries, there are certain companies and organizations that are pushing right along with them, um, that are trying, you know, whether whether it's there's a, a a chain of restaurants here that their training is done on VR, so you become a new member, you go through training. And it takes you through first person, you know, through a model of their, of their, of their business. It's, it's, it's really cool. And so more of that's going to continue to happen. Um, and again, I think one of the things that's important and that I think the element of, of entertainment industry has is the need to keep people engaged. Right. You know, I don't, engagement is such an overused word, but it's the right word. It means Uh that someone is, um, Paying attention and cares about what they're doing in a way, and you know that they're spent giving the attention and time and investment to the activity. And I think businesses will continue to need to find ways to do that with their employees. You know, there continue to be huge um, percentage of, of the population that are not disengaged, or, or, or I should not not engaged, but actively disengaged. Yeah, and I think the more we're able to change that to, you know, in terms of building a culture with an organization, finding ways to share the story. See, I got to bring it all full circle. Uh, to share the story so that everyone understands that mission and purpose like a good speaker has. Organizations have, you know, their why. You're gonna have to find ways to do that. I think there is that edutainment, business tainment. I like that. Um, that's gonna be necessary more and more as we go. And those that fail to do it are going to fall behind. Um, That's my, I believe.
1: I like it. Jeffrey, man, where can the people connect with you? Where can they support you, follow you, uh, hire your services? Where can they connect
0: with you? So the two easiest places are for visual content development, 9dotsmedia.com. As a speaker, it's ggkline.com. And then from those, you can find me on all the social platforms, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, etc. It's either nine dots media usually, or GG climb, uh, GG climb on Instagram is where I'm probably the most active in terms of sharing my little, uh, animated content. Uh, and LinkedIn is where I'm most active when I when people want to connect with me, but I'm out there. Just, just look for me.
1: Y'all connect with Jeffrey, Nine Dots Media at G.G. Klein on Instagram. Hit him up, follow him, say, look, I dig what you're saying. I believe in the future of business and I need this interactive uh, visual animation for my business strategy going forward. If you want to keep seeing amazing, amazing content, amazing leaders, amazing influencers, you know what you got to do. Is subscribe to the YouTube page at CV space K, Instagram at CVMK33 and, and on the business page at CVMK underscore global, TikTok CVMK globe and go to the website. I said it before, where the best of them is our at www.cvmkglobal.store
0: until next time guys thanks thank you